7thunders.com. That's the number 7 and the word thunders.com. Or 7 Thunders Publishing Incorporated on Facebook. Thank you. Good evening, everybody. This is Robert Lee Camp coming to you from Asheville area of North Carolina. I actually live in a town called Leicester, uh, but it's not far from Asheville. I see a lot of you are calling in on your phones. Uh, some people have had trouble with the app, at least they did last week. I have no idea why, because a lot of people got in using the app and didn't have any problem, but I, I don't know. I, I'm not on your end, so I don't know what it's kind of like to be trying to log in and all that stuff. But welcome to the show, those of you who are here. Uh, we have a lot of things to discuss tonight, and I'm hoping to have some nice uh, questions and answers after my little talk here. Um, let's see, a couple of quick announcements. First, um, some of you may already know that we've redone the widget on our website, the, the My Destiny Cards widget. It tells you your birth card, your long-range card for the year, your 52-day card, and your daily card. It goes ahead and behind. It goes back a period or a day or a year and ahead a year or a day or a 52-day period. And now, uh, it was, the old version was, was sometimes uh, not accurate on the daily cards because the date that it was using was taken from a fixed place instead of being taken from the person using it. So we had to fix that. And we went ahead and, and, and made it look nicer as well while we were at it. And now, because we've had a lot of requests for this, this widget is now available for you on your website if you would like it. Some people have requested this. They would like to have this on their website. So if you go to my, go to my um, website, either one of my websites, E7Thunders or 7Thunders, and put your birthday in on the widget, you'll see a little message in the bottom with a link for where you can find out how to get one on your website. Okay, which I think it's all set up. It should be working and that you can order it and uh, use it on your website and spread the word of the cards. Okay. Um, the second announcement is that we're having a class next Sunday and we still have a couple of openings if anybody's interested. It's called Integrating the Time-Based Spreads. Um, and this class is going to be kind of an in-depth discussion about the life spread, the 13-year spread cards, the seven-year spreads, the yearly spreads, the weekly spreads, and the seven-week spreads. And we're going to discuss how they integrate together and how to use them and how to not get too excited about some of the cards because some of them really aren't that significant and which ones you should really be paying attention to. It's going to be a really good class. It's going to be a four-hour class. We're going to have a lot of time for discussion. I'm hoping that all the participants get an opportunity to talk with me and to ask questions not only about the subject matter but about their own life and go into depth about it. This is going to be recorded as both audio and video, um, the class. Uh, you, if, as a participant, you won't be seen on the class, but I will be seeing at least my head and whatever I just show everybody on the screen will be seen and recorded. So that'll be happening next Sunday. And like I said, there's still two or three 
uh, openings for the class. We're going to have about 20 people uh, total in the class. Okay, so great to be here. I hope you guys are having a nice evening. Monday is my Jupiter day. Does everybody know what day of the week your what what your um, planetary influence is today? So the day you were born on uh, is uh, your Mercury day. And even using the My Destiny Cards widget, actually, you can click on your card for the day. And if you scroll down, it'll tell you what day, what planetary day this is for you. It happens to be my Jupiter day, um, Mondays, which is one reason why I uh, decided to have these radio shows on Mondays. And I used to have them on Mondays a long time ago when I had a, a show for about a year. And I just find it's a really good day. The energy is pretty high for me and I can really be more present with the show. So, have a look and see what card it is for you. What day is, is Monday for you? Is it a Venus day, a Mars, Mercury, or whatever? Maybe we'll have a show about the, the cards of the day at some point and discuss those in more detail. Just want to remind everybody that if you do have any ideas for a show or things you'd like to hear me talk about, just send me an email and let me know. I'm pretty responsive to those things. Okay, so... Um, the, the topic tonight is eliminating our fear of cards that we see coming in our future. I remember about 15 years ago, I got a call at like 3 o'clock in the morning. And it was my sister, my oldest sister, Linda. And she, she was like, she sounded really upset. I said, what's wrong? She goes, I'm good. Robbie, Robert, I'm going to die. She calls me Robbie, actually. Robbie, I'm going to die. I go, why? What's going on? What's going on? She goes, well, I was looking in your book, and I see this death card. Like five years from now. <laughs> so I had to, like, I had to calm her down. Well, my sister has already been, <clears throat> had already been using the cards, and she had saw, seen that they were really accurate. And she was actually doing readings for people. And she's very psychic also. But it freaked her out. I think I don't know what card she had, like an ace of spades somewhere or nine of spades. But it freaked her out, and I had to just explain to her that you know the whole story about there's many deaths in life, and only one will be your physical body, and so forth. And uh, she's still around. This has been at least 15 years after that, you know. But this is how it works. So I want to discuss uh, fear for a minute, just fear in general that we have. I saw this video on YouTube about, I don't know, a month ago. I don't know. It was really funny. I don't know how I came across it. Maybe it was on Facebook. I don't know. But some guy had made this super, super loud car horn. I mean, it was like, I don't know, 300 decibels or something. It was just so incredibly loud. And he took video of himself driving around and honking that thing, and people would just lose it. They would lose it. They would just, it was so loud that it just like, they would jump up in the air and they couldn't control themselves. They had no control over their body, the things that they did. And it was funny. Honestly, it was funny because we always laugh when we see somebody else, you know, going through some kind of painful experience. But it totally freaked them for like about five to ten seconds. And that's a certain kind of fear that we have 
that comes up, but that is more like an organic fear. I don't know exactly what to call it. It's like fight or flight thing. It's unconscious. It happens to protect us, okay? But that's not the fear we're talking about here. Tonight we're talking about what's called, what Eckhart Tolle has called psychological fear. Psychological fear is fear that's created in the mind about the future, about the future. And it's funny, you know, when you think about the future, uh, it's very interesting how Eckhart totally talks about it because he says the future not only has all of our dreams, like the things we want to see happen are, are in our future, but it also has our inevitable death, see? So, and he talks about how when you're younger, you have no past and just so much future. And then when you get old, you have no future, but a lot of past. It's very, very interesting. I'm only sharing these things because in order to fully understand this and to benefit from what we're going to talk about tonight, you really need to kind of step back from not just yourself, but just step back in general, look at human beings and how we are and see that how this operates within us, okay? So basically, all psychological fear is it's located in our head in the sense that it's about a future story that we have. Like we're wanting the future to be good and we're afraid of the future being bad. Both of those are a mental projection. It's funny that, you know, the future is kind of like it really is like our Neptune card every year, which is called the Hopes and Fears card. Your Neptune card every year is your Hopes and Fears card, just like your Neptune card for life is your Hopes and Fears card for life in your life spread. Okay? So the future is like that. It's, it's Hopes and Fears. Okay? And if you really look at, like, what is it? And, and for this, to really see this clearly, you have to be willing to go into the fear that you feel when you see like a scary card coming up. You need to be willing to feel that and be with that long enough to see what exactly am I really afraid of? Like what is, what is really, what is, that, what is underneath that fear? Like what am I afraid of actually losing? Or what am I really afraid of what's going to happen? And what is that going to mean to me in some way? Why is it such a bad thing, if it's a bad thing? And later in this talk, we're going to discuss some of the cards and how those show up and how you can deal with them. But I want to talk about this way of looking at our life in such a way that we have a more or less constant fear of the future. Sure, we have, um, we have this sort of expectations also, positive ones of good things, like, you know, if you have a job, you look forward to Friday. If you're working a nine-to-five job, you look forward to Friday. You look forward to every two weeks when you get your paycheck. You look forward to whatever, getting a promotion. Maybe you get some kind of award at work for working. You may look forward to these things. But there's a, what we're talking about here is really more of what the things that we're 
we, we're just afraid will happen, okay? And if we look at the cards, if, if we decide that the card system, and I decided this a long time ago, though it took me a long time to really realize it as such, if we decide that the cards are really a spiritual system and that we want to use it for our spiritual growth, it can, it can be very, very powerful because the cards can be a mirror to us of where we are attached to a story about what's going to happen. And I have some good examples of this. We'll talk about it in a minute. So these scary cards remind us, if we're afraid of them, if you experience fear, it doesn't really matter what the card is, actually. It, it doesn't really matter. It matters what our reaction to that card is. That's what really matters, okay? So we're only talking about the ones that you might actually think, oh, nah, that's, that's going to be bad, you know, like that. So I want you to think about this for a minute because if you, if you take an, any example in your life of when you got afraid about the cards or even you can just say about anything that's going that may happen in the future and if you really feel into that deeply and see what is at the root of it I think you'll find that there's this fear of of having of being diminished somehow of losing something or being diminished it, it, I guess you could say it's easy to say that all fear is basically the fear of death and that's really true, but I think before you get to the death part, look at just the diminished sense of self. Like anything can diminish our sense of self. Somebody calling us a name, uh, us not getting something that we wanted and thought we deserved. Um, you know, usually it comes through the vehicle of other people in our life them saying something bad about us or a rumor going around about us or there's so there's so many things i mean that not being lucky when you gamble i mean just think about it anytime you feel bad and I, i'm noticing that this happens every day on a daily day daily and hourly basis with me i'm seeing that if i look more carefully I can find more and more examples of where I get a little upset about what's going on in my life. And if I feel into it, it always takes me to this place where my sense of who I am is be, I'm afraid it's being diminished in some way. It's being, it's being lessened. And of course, death is the ultimate dis diminishment, you might say, if there's such a word as diminishment. So if we are going to use the cards at all for spiritual Thing, then this is going to be this really good tool that, that we can use. Okay. Now, the way life really works, if you notice, if you're paying attention, and I think most of us are, but <clears throat> a lot of people aren't, but if you are paying attention, the way life really works is it brings to us experiences that cause us to see the places that we're afraid or the places where we resist life and have negative responses to things. These things just keep coming up. It's like the tail of the dog. They just follow us around wherever we go. And then, you know, the cards are like that too. 
I mean, you're never going to have all good cards. Um, I was just looking at my cards before the show, and I'm noticing next year <laughs> in Saturn, of course, we're going to talk about Saturn, I have a seven of clubs and a nine of clubs, and the underlying cards are a seven of spades and a six of spades. This is in Saturn, okay? So that, that's in my birth card spread. Okay, that's a lot of bad cards in one place. That's a lot of difficult cards in one period, okay? And I used to get really, uh, I shouldn't say that. I really didn't get that worried about cards uh, except one time, and I'll tell you about that in a few minutes. But you'll notice that life is constantly bringing up these things, these experiences that we have that show us where we have fear or we have negative preconceived reactions to what's going on. Um, one of my spiritual teachers calls that mechanism that keeps these things coming up, she calls it grace. This is grace in operation, she says. So what, what's really needed for us, for anybody, what's really needed if we're going to be able to encounter scary cards or scare or situations of that have a future that's scary in any way, we need to have a knowing that somehow, no matter what comes up in our life, whatever comes up, that we'll have the ability to be with that and to handle it. Like I'm seeing that, I'm not saying I have this 100% now, but I haven't, I do have it a lot more than I used to, is that I don't have the fear of what might happen anymore because there's a part of me that knows that because I've been facing the little things that come up every day in my life, there's a part of me that knows that it's just going to be another one of those and I know how to be with that. I know how to be with me um, being uh, resisting or having a negative reaction to something that happens. I was thinking about this spiritual teacher named Ajay Shanti. And he's a, he's a really popular spiritual teacher. And you would look at his life and you would say, oh, he's really got it going. He's really got everything going. You know, he's got, he's got a perfect marriage and he's very successful. He's in California and has lots of followers. I mean, thousands of followers. But he has had the most intense health problems. I mean, he lost control of... I heard for a while of half of his body and he's just had, he doesn't talk about it. It's not something he goes on about it at all. But if you, but if you know, if you're around people that know him, you find out these things about him. And so he's had these tremendous challenges in his life and he gets to be with that and still remain peaceful, still remain like I can handle this. I can handle this. I can handle whatever it is that comes up. And that's what's needed. That's what all of us need. We all need that. I mean, just imagine if you had that. If you knew that no matter what came up in your life, no matter what, you could look at a, like a nine of spades and an ace of spades in Saturn, and you could just look at those and go, whatever that is, I know, I know, not just think, because thinking and knowing are two different things. But I know, because I feel it inside, I know I can be with whatever comes up. I can be with whatever comes up. And that's the key. And it happens, it 
You get there not by a concept. You have to be willing to start being with all the little things that are coming up that grace is bringing to us each day. The small things that irritate us. Whatever has like got us in a bad mood. Whatever has got us like either afraid, angry, depressed, upset. Every little one of those is an opportunity to be with something that we don't want to be with. That, that, that the, the, the mentally created self does not want to have anything to do with. So that's the key. There is a key to it. And that's the only key. Otherwise, these cards will always be scaring you and then making you happy. Scaring you, then making you happy, <laughs> depending on what they are. And, you know, there are, it's true that there are certain birth cards that uh, have more fortune, good fortune, uh, fortunate cards than others. But I honestly don't see any card that's free from the suffering that we all endure in our fear of the future and what may happen. I think there's, I mean, there are some, you could say that they're more fortunate, they're able to sort of get through things, or they're just, the way they're built, they just ignore things. They don't even let themselves even notice the bad things. You know, that's possible too. But everybody deals with these things in one way or the other. And there's all kinds of mechanisms that we come up with to avoid. And after a while, we end up, we end up making so many walls around ourselves that we have disconnected from our life and from life in general. We're sort of disconnected. We're just out to protect ourselves against all these possible big bad things. And then if you watch TV, I mean, TV is primarily... The dramas on TV are like 99% crime dramas. I mean, I don't think, is there anything else on TV? I don't even know. I know there's comedies, but as far as drama goes, it's usually crime. And um, these are the things that people, that pe things that people do to each other in, in these shows is really just a, an expression of this ego that's desperately trying to, to protect itself from uh, possible bad things that may happen in the future. Okay, so I'm going to say, uh, now we're going to talk a little bit about the cards themselves, just go into some detail. But first I want to just say this, this last thing about this knowing in life. So, and this is a little affirmation uh, that you can write down if you want or whatever. Uh, it's been really helpful to me and other people. And it goes like this. I will know what I need to know when I need to know it. I will say what I need to say when I need to say it. I will do what I need to do when I need to do it. So that, that's really, everything will always happen in the moment. It'll happen now. It won't, it, and there's nothing that you can do often when we're afraid of something in the future. There's nothing we can do until that happens. We don't even know how it's going to happen. We don't even know if it's going to turn out the way we're afraid it's going to turn out. But when it does happen, it, because you can be right now, we can be, we can be right now knowing what we need to know right now. We can say what we need to say right now. We can do what we need to do right now. Because that's true now, it can always be true. It can always be true. And it is. it actually is true. It's just the mind can't accept that because the mind wants to control the future, but it really can't. It can't control anything, actually. So just to talk about the cards a little bit, it's sevens and nines that mostly scare us. Um, 
especially in the negative positions, which are Saturn, Pluto, first, com first, I mean, displacement card, and Mars, to a lesser extent. Okay. So the first thing you need to know about sevens is that seven always has a way to transform it. You can always turn a situation under a seven around. It's interesting that I told you I have a seven of clubs in Saturn next year with a nine of clubs. Well, I also have a seven of clubs displacement next year. That's one of those negative positions. So I have it in Saturn and it's a displacement card. And the other interesting thing is that that is my lifetime Saturn card, the seven of clubs. That's my lifetime Saturn card. So when you have your lifetime Saturn or Pluto or first karma card showing up in a negative position in the year, that makes it even greater, okay? That makes it even greater. But I know that a seven can always be, it can always be turned around, whatever it represents. And I know what the seven of clubs is about for me. At least I've had many encounters with it, you might say. And it's about having a negative attitude. It's about seeing something, like having something not turn out the way I expected it and then uh, seeing everything like really bad, like through dark, dark colored glasses. That's basically what that seven of clubs means. And having a real sort of a, a real negative attitude about stuff, like just looking at things, the glass half empty all the time. So I don't know what's gonna happen during that period, but I know I'm familiar with myself to know that this is part of me and I'll be able to deal with that when it happens. I just got out of Saturn, by the way. I just ended on March 21st. And, you know, I just noticed this time that it, I was just, I went through many days during Saturn where I just did not feel good and just felt kind of rotten. And I didn't have the greatest cards in Saturn this year. I had a five of clubs and a three of diamonds. And, you know, and I had a nine of spades and in my, uh, one of my other spreads. So, you know, but I was just being with it and going, wow, this is so interesting how in this period, for some reason, it seems like I just want to resist everything. I just don't want to, I just don't, it was just a weird feeling. I mean, I was looking at it so interestingly to see it, like how, and I wasn't blaming it on Saturn. I was just noticing that, wow, all of a sudden I'm having a lot of days where I'm really resisting. What am I fighting? I'm fighting against them. Just don't, just don't feel good. I, it was very strange. And, you know, I mean, of course, everything passes, too. It, everything changes. It always changes. Eventually, it always changes. So sevens can be always transformed. They can be, you can turn a seven from, let's say, like a seven of diamonds from a money problem to having unlimited money. Uh, seven of hearts can have you feel really betrayed and then you could turn that around and you could feel like the most loved person on the universe and be giving love to others. It, it comes from realizing that we have an attachment and we're seeing everything negative because we didn't get what we wanted or something didn't turn out the way we planned or, you know, somebody did something that cause us to feel fear and it revealed to us our attachment but we then projected it out and tried to 
control or manipulate the situation, then we fail. Because when you're coming from fear under a seven, you're going to lose. You're going to have a negative experience. It's only by transforming that. And I could give you a lot of stories about that from my own life, but we're not going to have time to go to a lot more stories because I want to talk about some of these other cards. Nines will be always be completions, but not always disappointment or loss. Not always loss. I mean, I had a nine of spades long range. It was a great year. I had a couple of them. They were great years, actually, to be honest. And, you know, long range, of course, long range can be positive or negative. You never really know. I've heard of I've heard of the people who had nine of spades long range, and they had terrible years where um, just everything was just against them all year long. Um, you know, it was like a, it was almost comical uh, their um, stories about what happened during a nine of spades year. I never had a nine of spades year like that. Nine of spades to me brought spiritual uh, openings. Okay, and I say nine of spades because that's the scariest of all the nines. Seven of spades and nine of spades are the scariest of those. The spades are the strongest, you know, usually affects our health. You know, when you do see a nine or a seven, first of all, if it's not in, in a Saturn period or as a Pluto card or as a displacement card, it's probably not going to be that bad. Just, just... You know, whatever it is, and it could be, it could even be something good. I've had amazing results with a seven of diamonds in Mars. I thought I was going to lose money, and I made more money than I'd ever made in that period up until that point. You know, uh, so if, and even if it's in a difficult period like Saturn or whatever, sometimes the vertical cards are good. Like I have a nine of spades in Saturn next year, but underneath it's a four of spades. So, that is showing me that there's going to be energy there that's going to somewhat protect me. I don't know, possibly. We'll see. We'll have to see when we get there. I want to also mention that you can look at underlying cards, too. If the underlying cards are strong, that can mitigate the negative effect of a difficult card. Okay? The other thing is the law of fives. Now, you, most of you probably did not take my course. It's a course I have online. It's under the intermediate level courses. It's a, it's a, um, I don't know how long it is, maybe an hour or two. It's, it's a nice little course. It's called the Law of Fives. Basically, um, I'll give you one example of the Law of Fives. Your Saturn card is connected to your Cosmic Lesson card. If you know what your Cosmic Lesson card is, if you can find that, it's in the software. It's not in the Cards Your Destiny book, but it is in the software. Um, if you can find that card, they're connected. So you have actually, you end up having two Saturn cards. You have the Saturn card and the Cosmic Lesson, and they both will tell you what's going on in Saturn. And sometimes the Cosmic Lesson card will mitigate the Saturn card. Sometimes it'll be like a real, a much better uh influence than the uh, Saturn card. Like you might have an 8 or a 10 or a 4 as cosmic lesson, and you might have a difficult Saturn card, but that will mitigate it. And the law of fives applies to every card, but I'm not going to get into that here exactly how to do that. That's another whole other thing. But if you want to learn about that, you can take that small course on my site about the law of fives. Okay? It, it just gives you more 
uh, of those cards. Now, I had a, uh, a nine of spades in Saturn a few years ago. I've talked about this, and that's the first time I really worried about a card that I had coming up. And I didn't know what it was about. But I noticed I had a nine of diamonds as a cosmic lesson. So I had two nines, basically, in Saturn. And it turned out to be a financial thing. And I essentially lost a lot of money. And I, but what it really was, was the nine of spades was, for me, was I had an image of myself. I had an identity as being a certain kind of person with a certain kind of financial standing. And I had to let that go. And I didn't want to. I had, I'd, been, I'd had it for years and I felt good about myself because of it and so forth. And I just didn't want to let it go. But I did. I had to let it go. And I felt better after I let it go, but I, I, I fought it. We usually fight these nines in Saturn. We usually don't want to let go when we have a in Saturn. We, we fight. We struggle more with that. So I was thinking about this, too. You know, this is one last little thought here. I was thinking about when, when I was in Saturn, I thought, you know, I think stuff comes up more in Saturn. And so this thing I called grace earlier is more predominant in the Saturn period. It's... It's, um, you know, it, it, and so I could look at it as being a blessing. I'm not quite there yet, but, you know, I'm not far from that. I think I, someday I'll be able to look at all these challenges that come up as being oh, really, truly blessings. Okay? All right, so that ends my discussion here. What we're going to do now is take a short break, and I'm going to come back, and we're going to open up the... Um, for Q&A, I'll go ahead and uh, set it up for Q&A. Let me see here. And you guys can start getting in line while I'm playing a little song. Give me one second here. Got to go to my doo-doo-doo. Okay, so the Q&A is going. Um, you can go ahead and if you want to share or ask a question, you can get in line. I'm going to play a, a song and take a little break, and I'll be back very shortly. Okay, in about three, four minutes. Here we go.
Welcome back, everybody. Here we are, and we're ready to get started with our um, Q&A, we call it. And I'm just going to go down the list here as best I can. I think the first person that, um, that signed up was Diane. Are you there, Diane? Hi. Hello. This is Diane. Hi, Diane. How are you? Good, good. Uh, my question is, I have two nine of spades right now in Urana Uranus, mm -hmm. and then a nine of spades uh, next month in Neptune. Okay. Let me tell me your birthday, Diane. Six fourteen fifty six. Okay. Great. Thank you. Uh huh. Uh, let's see. Yeah, you do have a lot of nine of spades here. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Very interesting. So what's going on? You're still breathing, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I was looking at the nine of spades and two of diamonds in uh, Uranus. Yeah, uh-huh. And I, I have a, a neighbor that uh, is two of diamonds, and she's in ill health. Uh -huh. yeah. um, could that possibly mean? Well, yeah, this, just, so you, just so you know, the one little thing I should mention is that when you're looking at your cards, you're looking at what's happening to you. Oh. <laughs> and how you're affected by what's happening. So let's say if you were really um, emotionally attached to this neighbor of yours, yeah, that could be him. See? Her. Her. But if you're not, if it wouldn't matter a whole lot if they passed away, then it's probably not them. You understand? Yeah. So it, depend, it depends how it relates to you is what I'm trying to say. Okay. That's the defining kind of thing you need to be looking for. And you heard me say earlier, I hope, that, uh, that, that Uranus is not the scariest period, you know. That's, right. not a, that's not typically a scary period that one would be uh, overly concerned about. As a matter of fact, Uranus and Neptune tends to bring out the spiritual quality of cards if you're open to that. Right. Okay. Now, a super materialistic person could suffer with a nine in almost any position, but I don't think we have people like that on this call tonight, see? Right. So, um, everything, this will be a good education for you to see ex exactly what does happen, you know? You could learn a lot from that. Yeah, I I started a, I started a journal to, you know, write down what happens during those times so I can associate. So the next time it comes up, I might have an idea of what's going on. Yeah, that's that's good. That's very good. Well, I mean, you'll you'll remember. I mean. People don't forget nines that easily. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They're like, I remember that nine spades I had. <laughs> but this is Uranus, you know, and I really, I really don't think um, 
I mean, I just don't imagine it's going to be all that significant. We'll have to see for sure, but that's my best guess. Okay. So let us know, you know. All right. <laughs> when you uh -huh. get like, when you get into like April 23rd there, when you get out of Uranus, let us know if anything uh, dr dr drastic occurred. Right. So when the nine of spades comes up again, April 23rd, that can be a positive if I take it spiritually? Sure. Yeah. People have had awakenings under nine of spades. I, I certainly did. It wasn't in Neptune, but it was a long-range card, but it could happen in Neptune very easily because Neptune is already geared up that way. Neptune is already a spiritually, it's a spiritual period. It's ruled by Neptune. You know, and Neptune is... It's the Piscean period. It's a period of spiritual experiences, really, of oneness, okay, with the universe. So I'd be very open to that if I were you. Okay. And, you know, just a suggestion that going over the planet on one of our calls for the month is an idea uh -huh. to put in. You mean, you mean to go over the meaning of the planetary periods or what? Yes. Ah, okay. Well, that's very well handled in my book, you know. <laughs> it's covered pretty thoroughly in there. Yeah, I have both books, but... Um, I think there's a whole section on each of the periods and what, how they work, if I'm not mistaken, in the Cards of Destiny book. But yeah, you know, if it's... Oh, I'll think about it. I'll give it, a, I'll give that some thought. I appreciate the suggestion. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Diane. Have a great evening. All right. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, our next uh, guest is from the 808 area code. Who am I speaking to? Well, hi, Robert. This is Bill Seeger from Hawaii. Thank you for hey, speaking to us. Yeah. yeah, I spoke to you about 30 years ago, and um, I really love listening to you now. You, you or I have really, you know, transformed. But thank you for this, you know, program. <laughs> Oh, man, um, thank you. Appreciate when, it, Bill. <laughs> um, about two years ago, I was doing the cards. I do the cards each year for my wife and I, and I spotted that she's going to be dying in about October of last year. And so I did the cards again because I had the book then, and then I did them again. And sure enough, she did die in October. And um, what? And so it really began to really solidify for me that, gee, these cards are really coming close to what is really going on. And um, I, I'm scared of dying, but I'm not really that scared. But I did want to really find out when I would be physically dying. Is there any way to figure that out? Well, how did you discover, what did you see in your wife's cards that indicated her death? Um. I forgot exactly what the cards were, but I wrote down what they did say, and they indicated that there will be a sickness and illness and possibly death. And uh -huh. I I forgot exactly what it was. And what then I redid it, it again and again, and the same thing happened. Right. And, um, yeah. Well, well, when you mean you redid it, are you talking about laying the cards out and shuffling them or something? 
No, I didn't do it that way. I just wanted to confirm what the book was saying. So I oh. would look up the cards and look oh, at the I response. See. Yeah. Okay. Just to be sure, yeah. Well, the thing about the cards are is that when you're looking at cards, it's really what the person is going through. Like what what your death will mean to you, I don't know. I would have no way of knowing, you know. Death, I, I think I've talked about death before, and I know I have, and I did some research on people that had died, and I noticed that a lot of people that died, they had fives when they died. And I was surprised by that. Um, and I realized that for many people, death is like a journey. See? So the cards are not objective. They're more subjective in nature. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. It's like what that, it's what your death will mean to you is what death will be to you. Like for some people, death is a nine of hearts or even a five of hearts. It can be loss of friends and people, you know, loss of relationships. For some, it can be a nine of diamonds, loss of material possessions, things of that nature. See, see, you see what I'm saying? How, yes. how how that can it's very um, it's personal to the person um, and that's why it's really hard to predict somebody's death and I was told to never predict people's death Someone's by my teacher right. he told me not to do that and because just I think simply really more I think the reason he really didn't want anybody predicting people's death is because he knew the power like if you give a reading to somebody you tell them two things that are accurate they're gonna believe everything you say right and you could have exactly. a hand in their death if you're not careful right exactly but I, I honestly I looked at my own cards and I sort of calculated that I'll probably die around age 89 that's what I saw it, you know I saw some cards of but I don't know I really don't know honestly right I know that I have a good feeling that I'll know when I get close to it though without looking at the cards I'll know you know right right yeah I just kind of want to figure out how to prepare my future and everything so again mm -hmm. that fear of the future is you know coming up so. well I think you'll know without even using the cards I think you'll know because you in my experience you know People that die, they usually know it's coming. Like they just know. Right. Like right. they're not like they're ready. You know. I remember I had this tenant once. He, I was, I, I, I owned this building for a while, and I had this one old guy that had lived there 20 years, and I got to be friends with him. And and I remember, uh, I'd say, well, what do you do all day? You know, I was like encouraging him to do stuff and get out. And he goes, well. I just go over to the bar over there across the street and hang out with my buddies and you know, have a beer or whatever. And, um, well, I said, oh, that's cool, you know. And uh, then one week I came to visit him, and he's like, I don't feel good. And he, I says, why don't you go over and visit with your buddy? He goes, I just don't, I just don't feel like it. I, don't, I just don't feel like doing anything, he said. And a few days later, he died, you know. Mm. It's like yeah. he, just, he just didn't have any reason left to be here, you know. Right. So I think we know ahead of time. I think I think anybody who's slightly aware will know. 
when the deaths come. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, thank You're you. welcome. It's great talking to you again. Thanks for calling. Yeah, me. good talking to you so much. Thank you very oh, much. Sure. Bye bye. Oh, I'm sorry, everybody. I just accidentally cleared out the whole Q and A Q. You're gonna have to re. <laughs> the wrong button. I didn't know what that meant. Um, so please put yourself back in the queue for, for questions and I'll call on you. I apologize for that. So let's see here. I'll go ahead and pick you on. Let me see. Did I get you? No, I got 817 area code. Who am I speaking to? Hey, Robert. It's Nancy in Fort Worth, Texas. Hi, Nancy. How are you? Great. Thanks so much for doing the show. It's really great to hear you again. Well, thank you. Glad to be here. My question, uh, Ace of Diamonds here, is around money. <laughs> uh-huh. What's your birthday, Nancy? December 4, 1955. Okay, good. Go ahead. I'm, I'm dealing with a military pension that involves the ex-husband. And I found a wonderful attorney who used to be a military JAG. But I'm wondering um, kind of what your thoughts would be about trying to get this settled in a positive manner this year. Mm-hmm. Well, you have a nine of diamonds as a displacement card and in Saturn. You're familiar with that, I assume. I do see that on my um, software mm-hmm. on the spread. Yeah. I know I'm in Mars right now with a eight of spades and a king yeah. of spades. Yes, and a seven of spades. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you didn't mention that one. <laughs> That's so funny. Human nature is so accurate. Well, yeah. you know, your Saturn period will basically tell a story. And I, you know, it, it usually... With those nines, I would imagine that you might have an expectation about the money that's not it's not right or not accurate, not true. Okay, I'm not sure about this. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm not sure about this, but there's a possibility that your your imagination about how things should turn out or show up uh, around this or around something else financial could be out of whack with reality, okay? Possibly. Because the nine is going to be, there's going to be probably some sort of um, loss there of value, of something valued. It doesn't necessarily mean this pension thing that you're working on. Uh, Is this a legal proceeding we're talking about? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. And when is it supposed to culminate? No idea. It's military, so it's been a long, slow haul, and I'm hoping that we're going to be able to get some things pushed forward. I do see two fours under that nine, though, and better. That's right. Yeah, and and your cosmic lesson card, which is I talked about earlier, which is connected to your Saturn, is a four also. So uh-huh. there there are some indications of it being positive, also. In, in this whole mix of things here. Okay. But, you know, again, we'll have to see. We, we just really don't know yet. Uh, and there's not really any way of telling. Uh, if this goes 
like if this happens to go into the next year, okay, I mean, how long do you think, how long do you think it's going to last? I mean, that's really like the <laughs> real question. I mean, you can't really make a prediction unless you know what the timetable is on something. You know what I mean? Yes, that's very true. I do see the planetary ruling card, and Jupiter has a queen of diamonds, six of diamonds, and some yes, yes, cards yes. that. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. consciously optimistic, and... You know, all I can do is my part. Well, I've uh, done a lot of research and just figured something else out uh, where I've faxed a request for some detailed information. But normally, there's really no telling because they say your initial request has 30, pardon me, three months, and then the X has another month to contest, but they kicked the original one out, and anyway, there's some legal stuff that needs to be filed. Mm-hmm. So I've got, you know, I've got a really competent lawyer this time, which is really awesome. So is this a, I, is this is this basically a fight with your ex? <laughs> Possibly. I already was awarded this, but he had notified me that he had just retired, which was quite shocking, given that he stole all the money. He's a foreign spades and eight of spades, mm-hmm. April birthday, so Mr. Aries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, sure. I, you know, I'm trying to take it step by step and be realistic but cautiously optimistic. Well, you'll always be optimistic, and that, that takes you a long way, doesn't it? It, it usually works out for you, so it's a mm-hmm. good thing. It's a good thing. All Sagittarians are optimistic. <laughs> It's, it's their nature, you know. Kind of nice yeah. to have an optimistic nature, isn't it? I think it mm-hmm. is. It is, but I need by my three of spades planetary ruling card, which to me corresponds. Yeah, to, uh, yeah that power. part that part could drive you a little nutty. I think that three yeah. of spades. You yeah, it does because it, it see that is the the three any tree is a, is a worried person, you know. Mm-hmm. All the trees, they they can't help it. It's the number of the mind, you know. So, but you know, I whatever it is, I know that you will get through it just fine. I know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks so much, Robert. Great talking to you. Uh huh. Right. Bye bye. Okay. Who am I speaking to from the six one five area? I can barely hear you. What's your name? Lena? Lena? Okay, that's better, Lena. Good. What's your birthday, Lena? Um, I actually am calling a reference to my hubby because on okay. I have to join a club. His, his birthday is 21581. Okay, great. And what are you wanting to ask me? Well, I am questioning the nine of hearts in the Saturn period and mm-hmm. in his birth card, and also there's a nine of spades over on the planetary ruling card. Three of spades and nine of spades, yeah. Mm-hmm. There sure is. So are you... Now, go ahead. What were you going to No, say? you go ahead, please. Well, I was going to ask you, do you think that uh, that, that nine of hearts means divorce? Um, 
I'm not worried about that at all. Okay. Um, what I am worried about is that that King of Clubs, it could possibly be his dad, which is a, he's a two of clubs, but it also could mean our dog who is King of Clubs. But then wouldn't, would a king be considered more of a person or would it be considered more like a stronger number, like an 814 that offsets? Well, it, it does offset to a degree, but it probably is a person. Usually, face cards are people, you know. But you still get, you still can get the offsetting influence as well. It can happen both that both things occur simultaneously. Okay. Okay. The, um, so a nine of hearts means an ending of a relationship. You know this. You seem I, to understand the cards pretty well, right? So yeah. it means the ending of some uh, relationship. Yeah. But it's and very, very hard at this point to even imagine who that might be. Okay. It's a little bit, a little bit uh, too far away from the actual event. And like you said, it could be somebody like a father or somebody... You know, it could be a lot of different people. Or it may not be any of them. It could be somebody else or your cat, like you said, or a dog or something. You know, there's just a lot of possibilities for how that could turn out. My well, advice well, would be he, just to kind of wait for it and see what happens. I agree. And I also am questioning the fact that he, because he also has the King of Clubs as the environmental card for right. this year. That seems yeah. weird. Yeah, well, um, they could be two separate things. It would be good for you to sort of find out how many, you know, there's a lot of king of clubs in the world. You know that, right? It's one of the most common cards in the deck. You may be aware yeah. of that. Uh, it might be good for you to find out how many king of clubs are in his life right now. You know, just kind of do a roll call. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all you king of clubs, stand up. You know, because there could be quite a few of them in his life that you don't even know about, people that he works with or, you know, like that. So before but I would... that actually can mean himself as well because he also is the king no, of clubs? No, I don't think so. I don't really okay. think so. No. That's, I know what you're asking, yeah. but I don't, I don't think that applies in this particular case. I don't think that's him. So, I mean, unless... I mean... Uh, it would be very, it would be very rare if that happened. Like, he would have to have a lot of failing health things right going on right now, you know, or, or, or coming in that period for that to be him, you know. Mm, right. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm on like white on rice, so we're making okay. sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're paying attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, somebody's taking care of stuff. And that's you. <laughs> So that's good. <laughs> well, that's all I want to ask. Um, I also wanted to ask, do you, does, even though the Pluto is an eight of diamonds on the birth card, does yeah. that Pluto, is it still positive, though, for the whole year? Because in your book... Pluto is a challenge. Pluto is a challenge. It can be a self-appointed challenge, something that the person wants. Like he, you might, if you talk to him, he might 
he might tell you that he wants more money, wants to make more money. I don't know if that's true, but he might say that. Somebody who has a Aedonis Pluto would say that under certain circumstances. So that could be it. Or it could be something that's like uh, it just comes up and he's going to deal with it, you know. Could be something that has a, that arises in his life that he doesn't really want to deal with, but he has to deal with it. It really it really depends on other factors, see, to know exactly what it is. Does that make sense? Uh, yes. Well, my question was, if it's in the Pluto position, because he also has another eight in Pluto in his planetary ruling card, does that they're not, that the power they're not, of that? They're not, they're not related, those two eights. The two spreads are two separate stories happening at the same time, so they're not related. You don't look at them together. Does uh, that help? Yes. They're always two separate events occurring in the same period. They're not the same. They're not necessarily connected to each other at all. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so that, that the whole planetary ruling card spread is a different story occurring at the same time. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that'll okay. help you. Yes, it does. Thank you so much. You're great, Lena. Good talking to you. Take care. Yeah, likewise. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, let's see here. Okay, next up is huh, 805. Who, who am I speaking to? This is Terry. Hi, Terry. How are you? Hi, I'm doing good. I had a question about um, work. And I'm in the Which, uh, Uranus period. What's your birthday? 6-1-56. Okay. Yeah, you're in Uranus right now. Mm-hmm. So um, you just said, um, so it's the five of clubs and then under it the ace of diamonds. Yeah. And then the period coming up, Nept- Neptune is also ace of diamonds and the displacement is ace of diamonds. Can you yeah. speak to that? Well, usually, see, the the displacement card, it means there's, it's something, it's pointing to something that we need to pay attention to, something that we're, like, ignoring, but we need to pay attention to it. Do you understand so far? Do you understand? Yes. Okay. So Ace of Diamonds means it, it probably means that you really needed a new job than what you had, but you have been ignoring it, the fact that you need it. Does that make sense? It does. And yeah. I changed it, but since, and I do astrology, so uh-huh. since I, it's the Uranus period, this job is worse than the last. Um, uh-huh. So I'm curious about, you know, kind of this boundary of time. Um, well, it sounds like you made a change, but you didn't. You didn't actually hit the one you really needed to hit. You know, that's what it sounds like. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So you may have to change again, right? Because it's still there. Un, it's kind of an unfinished 
business still needing to be taken care of, yeah? Okay, so then the Neptune period being the Ace of Diamonds. Usually, you know, usually Neptune doesn't, Neptune often doesn't amount to much, but it doesn't mean that you couldn't have something happen in Neptune, you know. You actually could have some, you could have a new job appear in your Neptune period. That's entirely possible, okay? It's possible that that would happen, uh, even though, like I said, typically Neptune is more about what we're hoping and afraid of, but not really what actually happens. Does that make sense? Right. But, but given your situation, I have to look at your situation, see, and your situation says, well, she still has this unfinished issue. She's changed jobs, but it's not the right job. Right. So, and under so, those circumstances, I think it's possible that you could actually change jobs again. Okay. And is that what you want? Would you like a better job or not? Anything would probably be be, <laughs> be better at this point. So well, I, I was then, looking at the environment card being the seven of spades, and I'm curious of that kind of. See, I would have if I had taught you in the beginning of the not? year. If I had taught you in the beginning of the year, I would have said, yeah. you need to go for what you really want. Don't take anything less than what you need. You need to take a chance and go for what you really, really want. Now, the question now is, at this point in the year, is did you do that or not? Did you go for what you really, really wanted, or did you um, take something less than what you wanted? Right. No, what happened is I did take what the job that I thought I really wanted, and they did a um, switch on me when I got into the job. Oh, like a bait and switch thing. Yep. Kind of got you in there, and then they then you found out what was really going on or something. Right. Well, that's too bad. That's that's the way of the world these days. It's just a bunch of thieves out there. <laughs> <laughs> really inter it's just really interesting. I was just curious about, yeah, I, yeah, I really. Well, so I, I, there's a good so, chance you're going to so change jobs again in your Neptune period. And you won't have to wait okay. too long. To, that, that's coming up pretty soon. So I would All say right. and I'd be looking for it if I were you. I'd okay. be on the, on the lookout for it. I would be open to it, you know. Yeah, sure. I would. All right, okay. thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Have a good evening. Thanks for being thank on the you. show. Okay, guys, I'm going to take one more call. We're about 10 minutes over the, the normal time. I'm going to pick some number I haven't picked before. I don't know. I don't really know all you people. I don't know these phone numbers. And the first names, I, some of you I might know, but I'm not sure. But I'm going to pick this 510 area. I used to live in the 510 area. Who am I speaking to? Hi, Robert. It's Hi. Suzanne. Hi. Su Suzanne. From the fellowship. Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought it was you. Okay. Great. <laughs> Welcome Hi, to the I'm show. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I have been looking at my cards here. I just turned, um, I just, my birthday's 22752. Right. And um, I was looking at this nine of hearts 
in Saturn and a nine of spades in Saturn and a nine of diamonds in Uranus in my planetary ruling card. Mm-hmm. I also have a nine of diamonds in Pluto in my birth card and an ace of diamonds in displacement. No, so diamonds in displacement in my planetary ruling and a three of diamonds in Pluto in my planetary ruling. Plus a nine of diamonds underneath my two of hearts long range in my birth card. So you can't have a, you can't have a, uh, you mean you're talking about vertical long range. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The vertical long range. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. So anyway, I have, I, I, um, it, I'm work, I, Anyway, I moved a couple of years ago, and I'm working part-time in the Bay Area, and I'm feeling like um, that job has a good possibility of ending, which yeah. was what I'm seeing here in the cards. But one of my real questions is you were talking about the uh, Saturn being connected with the cosmic lesson. That's correct. Mm-hmm. So... With my nine of hearts, nine of spades in Saturn, the cosmic lesson is the ten of diamonds, right? That's correct. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, so I was going to mention that. Mm-hmm. Does that kind of mean that um, things are going to work out if I, if my job goes away? Well, ten of, ten of diamonds is uh, uh, obviously a, it's a pretty good card, right? It's like a wish yeah. fulfilling card. So Absolutely. there is the potential there for something good to show up yes in that period for you i would be well you know we don't really know we don't know exactly what's going to happen that's obvious but i would be somewhat optimistic about these cards if it were me Mm -hmm. you know i would yeah i'd be caution cautionary but i would be optimistic at the same time well I've been thinking about what you were saying about it always works out. I mean, it, it all it's always worked out for me. And I see mm-hmm. all these diamonds um, that are kind of saying you need to make a change. And, you know, <laughs> I, I've known you for a while, and you have never been afraid to just start over again when you weren't happy with what you were doing. That's right. And I mean, I've known you to do that at least once since I've known you, maybe twice. I can't remember exactly, but <laughs> I know you did it yeah. at least once while I was, you know, connecting with you on a more regular basis. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, you're going to be fine. You know that. It's just part of your pattern, part of your karmic pattern, mm-hmm. I think, you know. It's just a little daunting with all these nines uh, kind of, you know, all around me um, saying that you really do need to kind of let go of certain things that are no longer serving me. Um, And and, you know exactly what I want to do, you know. Well, you know, you've got plenty of time between now and your Saturn period to figure that out. So, and see, you're you're this jack of clubs like me, right? That's my decanate ruling card jack of clubs. Mm -hmm. we are so clever, you know what I mean? <laughs> and we calculate. I remember there was that movie Riddick, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and there was this this woman that was like an elemental. They call elementals. We calculate. 
<laughs> I'm like, that's me. That's Jack of Clubs. That's that's me. I'm calculating all the time, figuring shit out. You know, right. and like, you know, it's it's almost impossible to ask a Jack of Clubs not to project into the future and try to figure it all out. Mm-hmm. But well, sometimes, and I also have that. sometimes you just have to wait until it happens, and then just yeah. be willing to be with it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm also four of diamonds, and I, I kind of like my ducks in a row. You know, I don't like it to yeah. be too, yeah. too not known. <laughs> I hear you. I hear that. I but, hear that, yeah. But I, I, I know it's going to work out. It's just uh, it's just, it's going to be interesting because I'm really not sure what the next, you know, what I want to do next. So. Well, maybe that's, you know, a nine could help you figure that out, you know. That's how I look at it. Look at your result so? cards. Look at your look at your because it can clean out the things that you don't not sure about. And once you're cleaned out, you'll know what direction is the right way to go. That's right. Yes. You know, sometimes it's the things right in front of us that are blocking our view of what's coming. Yeah. But yeah. I would look at your result cards because you know I always look at those because those are good you know those are good and both of your result cards are good and one of them is the six of spades which means finding could mean I should say finding work that you feel really connected to right that's one of those missionary cards you know six of spades mm-hmm. so yeah I would be optimistic personally okay I will <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Robert. I was just looking for that confirmation. Oh yeah, you're welcome. Great to talk to you. Yeah, I'm glad you're I'm glad you're still here. <laughs> yep, I'm still around. I'm yeah, still around. Suzanne, have a have a great evening. We're going to end our show now, so thanks for calling. Okay. Thank you. Sure. Bye bye. Well, guys, thank you all for being here. This has been a pleasure spending time with you. Uh, Be sure to email me if you have ideas for a show in the future. I have one that was given to me in person on the line tonight. But I'm always open to any ideas, things that you would like to hear me talk about or discuss. Uh, Just send me an email. Let me know. And remember, we still have just a couple of openings left for our class next Sunday if you're interested in coming to that. Everybody have a really wonderful evening, and we'll talk to you in about two weeks. We'll have another show. So take care.